Welcome back to the Ice Cream Parlor. I'm Heidi. And I'm Stefan. This is where you come to hear us discuss a new horror movie each week. Last week's movie was Pet Cemetery from 1989. Yeah, we watched the original. Absolutely. It was pretty good. I never saw it, so I was I enjoyed it. And uh... I kind of liked that you had to guess what the movie was about. And it was, I'm glad you were not so disappointed that it wasn't about a killer cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I'm sure there's a movie about a killer cat somewhere out there. I'm sure there is. I mean, there has to be. I mean, there's real life. Cats are fucking brutal. Absolutely. Don't spill my wine. Trying not to. <laughs> All right. So, how was your week? Uh, pretty much the same, but it was good. I got some little bit more work done on some projects and got a chance to play some more music. And, you know, that's, that's all I ever lived to do. Play music, work on things I like, and just chill. How about you? I heard you had a busy week. Uh, <laughs> I went busy, to Las Vegas. Busy couple days. Busy the- couple days, yeah. I went to Vegas for a family wedding. Oh. It was really nice. It was nice to see everybody again. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, so the wedding was, you know, oh, my brother came. My brother from, came from Virginia and he's like, he fact checked me on a couple things on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I should have like had an episode with him while I was out there. Yeah. Well, you should have taken the uh, portable yeah. unit. Uh, I'll, oh. I'll just have to plan a trip to Virginia. Um, <laughs> next time. Next time. Yeah, absolutely. But he, so here's where he fact checked me. Ready? Yeah. What was it? The first movie we saw. Ever? Uh-huh. At the movie theater? So it was, uh, was Child's Play? was not Child's Play. Oh, it wasn't? It was Dark Man, Child's Play, double feature. And we got through Dark Man, but we didn't get through Child's Play because he got too scared. He reminded me that we had to wrap a sweater around his face because I wanted to stay and watch the movie, and he wanted to leave. <laughs> <laughs> double feature, huh? Double feature. Yeah. So technically, the first movie was Dark Man. Dark Man, Man yeah. yeah. Cool. Maybe that's another one we can add to the list. Absolutely, if it's not already. Yeah. Uh, is it on there? I don't know. I haven't checked. There's no. so many movies already I know. on there. <laughs> I know. It's not on there yet. Um, also, I had this... Um, I went to the uh, Pinball Hall of Fame, which was pretty cool. Did you? Like a lot of the, the pinball machines still like run on quarters oh, only. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. That was a lot of fun. And I went to go visit my grandmother, who lives just outside of Las Vegas in this city, in this town called... Um... <laughs> you told me. It was like Bunkersville or something Yeah, like that. Bunkerville. Bunkerville. And, and, but to get there, it's like you have to go through just pure desert. And it's so fucking creepy. It, um, it's so fucking creepy that it inspired this week's episode. Oh, yeah. You've been keeping me in the dark. What is it? What are we watching? We are watching... 1977. Uh-huh. The Hills Have Eyes. The Hills Have Eyes. Absolutely. <laughs> How did I guess? How did I know? Well, because maybe because I sent you a picture and I'm like, um, I don't think I'm going to make it out of this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Hills Have Eyes. Okay. The original. The original. Wes Craven, right? Wes motherfucking Craven. Yes, absolutely. And I'm so excited. I was keeping it a secret from you. All right. Well, yeah, this is one I've actually seen before, and obviously I've seen the remake too. So, I um I I know a little bit what to expect. I haven't seen it in a while, so it's gonna be cool to go back and watch it again. You know, now that we're uh, doing our thing here. Right. So. When was the last time you saw it, though? Um, shit. It, I don't know. 
10 years, five so, years, something like that. So I admitted when I was still in South Central. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, I saw, admittingly, I saw the remake first. Of and course I, did, you did. I went back and watched the original afterwards. But I didn't. Do you remember which one you prefer? I. Well, I like the original one. Um, and, but. But the thing is, I also, at the time, I didn't know that, that it was a remake. You know, it was one of those things where I didn't know. I just thought this new movie came out called The Hills Have Eyes. And I went and watched it because it looked kind of creepy and scary and whatever. And then I found out that, you know, there was an original and that it was done by Wes Craven. So when I went back, I have, I watched it. You had to absolutely do it. Yeah. And I, yeah. I watched it with, a you know, kind of expecting to enjoy the original one uh, more in a way, you know. I'm not really big on movies with you know, with rape scenes. Um, and even when I watch them, I like kind of either go make popcorn during the scene or like close my eyes and pretend it didn't happen kind of thing. But this, yeah. but this movie is like one of my favorite movies. Oh. And I was, do you I, like the scene in this one? I'm no, no, I do not actually, I know, actually I do not whatsoever. Not in any of the remakes. There was one remake that is absolutely brutal. Um, I think we saw that one together on one of our, Let's see. One of our first movies we ever watched, not for the podcast, like just together. We saw, I think, the remake when they're up in the hills and it's oh, like the military. Oh, we saw the part two, I think. Part or, two, or I guess. Whatever. Yeah, but the rape scene there is so brutal that the like there's like furniture breaking. It's so fucking hard. Yeah. 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 But um, I was wondering, like, what were the elements of this movie? That I like so much because it felt very familiar. It felt very great. Like, I love this fucking movie. Hmm. Uh, and I was like, what is it? And then I did a little bit of research, admittedly, while driving back from Vegas. Like, we were just stuck in traffic at one point. It started raining. It was weird. So I was just on my phone. Don't tell the cops. <laughs> <laughs> um, and what it is, it's, in, it's inspired by two things. One is inspired by a legend. And two, that second part is in, it's inspired by a legendary film. When you say a legend, are you meaning like a mythological legend? Yes. Or okay, I thought All you right. meant like a legend, like you know, you know, somebody's a legend because. They... Well, yes, okay. also, but okay. so two legends. Okay. All right. All right. So which one do you want to hear? Both. All which right. One's, so with... it is inspired by the legend of Sonny Bean. Who? Sonny Bean is uh, this Scottish uh, Scottish man whose family was actually cannibalistic, and they were living up in the fucking wilderness. And they would, uh, the legend says that they would um, accost people while they're traveling down the road in the 1500s or 1600s. It's still not fucking. It's one or the other, and um, and they would trick them into stopping or slowing down, attack them. And go take them to feed the kids because at one point they had, um, so this couple, um, Agnes and Sonny, Sonny? I don't know, but so this well, is a Alexander, real life Scottish yeah, couple or something? Alexander family? Bean and um, Agnes Douglas lived together um, and they themselves had eight sons, six daughters. 18 grandsons and 14 granddaughters. Jesus. Many of them produced through incest, by the way. Gross. But they all worked as this tribe and would kill people to live and feast off of them. And legend has it that the body parts and uh, like would wash up on shore, whatever they didn't, and other parts they would have them, they would put pickle them in jars. 
or whatever the fuck. They, they'd store them. And the authorities were, like, looking for, like, who the hell's killing these people? And they saw the cave where these people lived. And they're like, no people would live there because it was so... So, like, beyond the realm of possibilities, no right. sane so, but person would there. But this is a legend, though, this right? This is it's a like, legend. It's like yeah. Bigfoot and uh, yeah. Loch Ness Monster and things like that. Like, I no... said legend. Yeah, okay. I didn't but say I'm just facts. saying, it, it sounds almost factual, though. Yeah, but most, okay, so a lot of legends start with some glimmer of truth, right? Maybe it was something like, um, maybe it was something like somebody was cannibalistic. Like a Dahmer or something or, you know, and, um, and it turned into this, the whole family was a fucking, was fucking savages. Um, what I feel like I remember is, and maybe this, I don't know. Um, I thought that, um, also it has something to do with like nuclear bomb testing. Well, absolutely. This movie is definitely about the haves and have nots. Right. But also the uh, perils of fucking around with nuclear testing. Yeah. So uh, the the story that you were describing about the Scottish family sounds like there's a lot of similarities, but they were supposedly just like crazy people living in the woods or yes. wherever they were. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. Whereas these people are also crazy, but they're sort of man-made crazy. Yeah. Mutated because of the, the, the radiation and with, shit. with yeah. nature. Right. Mm -hmm. All right. So the other legend. Yeah, Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> no? Very close. Okay, what is it? Wes Craven was inspired by legendary director Toby Hooper. Oh, Toby Hooper. Yes. Yeah, well, I mean, why wouldn't he be inspired because by you him? don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, do you? <laughs> 1974's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Toby Hooper. The absolute best horror movie for me in existence thus far. He was inspired by it. That's why there's a lot of the similar elements, similar characteristics, so, similar characters. Texas Chainsaw Massacre came out first. 1974. Seven. Okay, that's I just I forgot. <laughs> Seventy-seven. I didn't yeah. realize. Okay, so okay, so Wes Craven was inspired by uh, legendary to, film. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So that's why I was like, why do I like? There's like, something about this movie that just feels so good. I mean, it's a fucking horrible, brutal movie, which is great. I know it sounds weird, but you know, you get you get me. Right. I feel like the the part that. And I don't remember if this is the remake. Okay, do you remember how close was the original and the remake? Like, were they... They're very similar. Right. But what was the difference other than, like, trying to modernize it? I don't know. I, I, both... feel, I feel like it, it could have been the same as... Um, so, you know how they, they... There was original Hitchcock Psycho, and then there was... Um, the remake with uh, Julianne Moore and Vince Vaughn, right? Mm, I didn't remember. Oh, well, the remake, <laughs> the remake um, is the exact same movie, almost scene, almost scene by scene. scene, except Julianne Moore has a fucking Walkman on. Like, <laughs> yeah, so that's it's just modernized. I so but I, I don't, I do, I honestly, I don't remember. I feel like it's in that same vein because I do remember the. The car breaking down. I do remember. Right. It's a family. You know, yeah. We've mm -hmm. got a, a daughter. And There's a, son, a baby. Like a baby, yeah. And I feel like somebody gets crucified and burned. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> the face melting thing, I think, was uh, what was I Was it Indiana the Jones and the Raider? Oh, yeah. The Lost Ark and the, the, 
the Nazi face melter. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's the best face melting I've seen. Yeah. Um, all right. So I'm excited for this movie. Yeah, me too. How was the last time you saw it, you think? Well, I saw it. Well, it was when the first one probably came out, like the first remake. Mm. So what would that be? Maybe like. 90s something? No, now you're really going. But the yeah. first Hills Have Eyes. Oh, get IMDb. <laughs> uh, let's see. Who gets there first? Me. I got it. 2006. Yeah, that was going to be 90s Hills Have Eyes. Are you crazy? <laughs> Hills Have Eyes 2 was 2007. Yeah, so. But then there's The Hills Have Eyes Part 2 in 1984. That's what I also remember, too, that I didn't realize, but I it um, I, I looked it up recently or whatever, that they did also have a Part 2 in the 80s. Now, was that also done by Wes Craven? Um, part 2 was directed by Wes Craven, and it was written by Wes Craven. So, did it have, and then did this one have to do with military people or no? Uh, no, it's bikers. Bikers. Okay. All right. I wonder. I'm, have you seen that one? The second original. The second original. I well, yes, but I don't remember too much of it. I mean, I've seen most of these movies multiple times. Uh huh. But let's just say no because I don't remember any parts of it. <laughs> well, there you go. That's that's really all you need to say. I don't remember so much of it. Well, this will be interesting to watch again. Um, like I said, it must have been right around, I would say, probably 2007 or eight, if that's when the the remake came out. Then so About 10 right years around. ago. Yeah. So yeah. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I think time. about the same. Because usually when remakes come out, I'm like, no. And I protest and watch the originals. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're never usually as, as good. There's a few that... Some are cut. good. Like Halloween, for example. I love the originals and mm-hmm. I love Rob Zombie's Halloween. Yeah. Part one. Part two. Yeah. It's a <laughs> part, little wonky. Part two is like you watch it out of dedication. <laughs> uh, yeah. You take one for the team. Here's my 750. <laughs> so cool. Um, are there any, is there anything else about the movie that we should know going into it or? Uh, yes. Uh, trigger warning. Oh. There's a rape scene. There, yeah. But <clears throat> otherwise, um, also, trigger warning, there's cannibalism. Also, trigger warning, it's a fucking horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Cool. Rape scenes are usually ones I'm going to trigger warn, though, because those are a bit more brutal. Yeah. I know. I don't know. <laughs> you know. I know. We're here for you, buddy. <laughs> um, all right. Anyway, let's go do this. Let's go do it. We'll be right back. Should I say something else? <laughs> <laughs> They wanted to see something different, but something different saw them first. The hills have eyes. Mister, don't take your family back in that area. The silver has been gone for 40 years now. There's nothing back in there but animals. A lot. The old creep told you not to get off the road. What began as a vacation ended as a nightmare. Be hell to pay now. That was bad. Please. She thought she knew what the world was all about. 
But nothing prepared her for this. The hills have eyes. How are you going with my baby? Get out of my way, bitch. A mother fighting for her child loses it in the worst possible way. I hit him with a spider iron and I split his face wide open. That was a bad mistake. I come back for you later, girly. Why are you doing this? The story of an American family who lost everything except the will to survive. Murdered, raped, burned, but not beaten. The Hills Have Eyes. The story of one family's refusal to die. I'm going to get those animals. The Hills Have Eyes. A night of terror. A day of vengeance where no one was spared. No one. Kill the babe! Kill me! They fought back. Anything was a weapon. The family dog to the family car. It's working! The Hills Have Eyes. The most shocking, terrifying film you will ever see by Wes Craven, writer and director of The Last House on the Left. The hills have eyes. The lucky ones died first. And we're back. <laughs> Heidi liked this movie a little too much. All right, folks. She can't contain herself here because the movie was just so amazing for her. She enjoyed every little horrific moment did you just pull a dog hair out of your mouth no it was human hair that's worse i think i think it was yours (laughs) (laughs) okay this time for real oh i laughed so hard my head hurts (laughs) that's a sound bite (laughs) okay so what we didn't give in the intro was the synopsis yeah, so okay. tell me about the movie. Listen. So the movie is set in the 70s, mm-hmm. and it is about the Carter family traveling to California through the Nevada desert. Right. And they unfortunately find themselves kind being of... attacked by a cannibal family. Yeah. That, that's that's the gist of it. That's the gist of it. Yeah, okay. So the scene actually, the movie opens with a dilapidated like seemingly abandoned gas station yeah. and it's super fucking dusty there's a sign that says no mo gas 200 miles For 200 miles yeah so they're in the middle of fucking nowhere um there's one road there's no cars not the kind of place you want to be stuck Mm-mm. yeah we're talking like the road to murderville it's like desolate yeah so they're being adventurous and they went off the beaten path to go through this road for some reason right so but first it's fred yeah who's the gas station attendant right or he owns a gas station and he's like packing his stuff up because apparently he he tells ruby who is part of that cannibal family who's trying to get away because she she knows fred is leaving and is not coming back to that gas station uh she wants to go with him yeah she's trying to run away from the family yeah you get the sense that she doesn't like where she comes from and maybe she you know her her upbringing or her situation is not the best so she wants to get out she he says that she's dressed in nice clothes but 
Or... That just means she's wearing clothes. <laughs> right, and yeah. apparently she smells like a horse. Yeah. Um, he's, he's telling her, no, you can't come with me. You can't come with me. You guys put so much heat on me. I can't even trade with you. Because apparently they knocked over the nearby Air Force Base. Right. And the Air Force Base is Nellis Air Force Base. And if that sounds familiar, two things. One, you're either from Las Vegas. Okay, so three things. One, you're either from Las Vegas. Two, you're actually in the Air Force. Or three, you've watched Independence Day because that's where Captain Hillard, Will Smith's character, sends his girlfriend, Vivica A. Fox, uh, to go for safety while he gets these um, aliens. Yeah, yeah. And then that's the when she shows up, it's all like blown up and devastated and she thinks he's dead right or yeah absolutely yeah, right that's the one cool and then the best line there is welcome to earth <laughs> so there this family is traveling probably somewhat south of that right yeah so we learned that they're a little bit south of the air force base um so fred is telling ruby you can't come with me because you know that's fucking dangerous for both of us and you won't fit in society and she's kind of like fucking wild and crazy hair anyway like she looks feral yes um so while they're talking that's when the family shows up that's when the carter family shows Mm -hmm. up in their rv or whatever the trailer camper trailer that's attached to their station station wagon. wagon and that's when we learn that um the carter family is traveling down this remote road because they're celebrating big bob and ethel's who are the 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 parents of the parents whole of the whole crew yeah. it's their 25th wedding anniversary which is their silver anniversary and they thought it would be sweet to go to a silver a mine silver mine yeah. however this <laughs> silver mine had been abandoned for so long but we find out that they're just stupid adventurous yeah well it's the 70s you know i mean they didn't know they, they thought what, what, what's the worst that could happen really you know, they were all together as a family. They were whatever. We'll get into it more. But, uh, you know, they weren't like completely like unprepared. Um, They. OK, so, I mean, it's it's stupid. <laughs> it's stupid. I went to Las Vegas this last week and I went from Las Vegas to go visit my grandmother in uh, Bunkerville. <laughs> nice. I'm pretty sure that got named after. The nearby bunkers. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. But there's like an hour drive in the middle of nowhere. And there's more cars now than when I used to go, what, 10 years ago when I lived in Las Vegas. You know, we used to go and we used to be like, oh, well, let's pray. Let's get into the road. So, But even then, I'm like, hey, Stefan, I'm going into the fucking desert. If I don't check in with you, you know, send the Air Force. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, you have to kind of be prepared. Yeah. Again, you and I went to Laguna Seca. Um, up Northern California, we took the fucking coastal road, the beautiful scenic route road up there, and um, still took a fucking hatchet with right. us. Right, <laughs> but you just want to be prepared when you're going on a long road trip, anyway. So again, I just think that they were somewhat prepared; they weren't completely unprepared. But yeah, it's a dumb thing to do to go kind of adventuring off onto a, a road that's not even really on the map. But so either way, we find out they they're stopping at this place for gas. Yeah, and Fred is telling them, don't do it, stay on the road, stay safe, keep your family safe. We find out that Fred, being a retired... Uh, he's, a, he's a detective or something. Detective, just, just retired, he thinks his balls are the biggest ever. He decides, I'm going to do what the fuck I want to do, even though this is your fucking region, and you know better, and yeah. you're probably warning me for a reason. Yeah. I'm going to ignore you because... I know better. Yeah. But the rest of the family, like you think, I think um, like some of the kids, they're more interested in getting to California. They're not really looking right. forward to this whole so, side adventure. Here's the Carter family. 
Big Bob and Ethel mm-hmm. are the parents mm-hmm. to three children. But they're older children. So there's Lynn. Lynn, who's got to be like 20 something. Um, then there's Bobby Jr., who's about, I don't know, 15 or 16. And then Brenda, who's like 14 or 15. Right. And then traveling with them is Doug, Lynn's husband, mm-hmm. and their infant daughter, Katie. Katie, yeah. And they got two dogs with them. They have the most adorable German Shepherds. They're called Beauty <laughs> and Beast. Beauty and Beast. And we find that Beauty barks at everything, kind of like a whiny bark. Mm-hmm. And then we find out that Beast is like a fart, silent but deadly. <laughs> okay. I've never heard a dog described that way before, but I get what you're saying. They keep <laughs> him on a chain, not in a bad way, but he's just more of the aggressive one. So they kind of are a little bit more prepared with him. Right. We find out that he in Florida ate a fucking poodle. <laughs> you know, so. but that's just... Uh, and they laugh about it, but yeah. it was the 70s. Yeah. And that's just a Saturday afternoon for a German Shepherd in Florida by... Really? Yeah. I don't think I want to go to Florida anymore. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Nevertheless, besides all of the warnings, they go to find the silver mine. Right. And And they get a blowout or they, no, they get into it. They crash the car. Yeah. They're trying to follow the map, the real map, you know, and then the the mom I think is looking at it. She can't really find the road. They're all being kind of loud. The dad gets a little pissed off and he... Uh, uh, oh, no, a jet, a fighter jet flies overhead and then scares him a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. And then the map flings in his face. And then he's kind of driving all out of control. He speeds up instead of hitting the brake and slowing down. And then the, the map gets, I don't know, blown off his face. But then he crashes off into the side of the road into like a cactus or something like that. Yeah, so their axle snaps off. Right. So they're kind of fucked they're, yeah, because... You can't go anywhere. The, the the camping trailer they have in the back doesn't have its own fucking engine. Yeah, it's just you know, a trailer they, you pull. It's so. just a tra- Yeah, so they're kind of fucked. And even though you prepare for those kind of trips with, you know, you make sure that you have a spare tire. You make sure you have, you know, extra fluids. AAA. You make sure you have, you, you have AAA. You make sure you have. <laughs> but, like, even without all of that stuff, you make sure you have shit, right? right? Mm-hmm. Um, you don't pack an extra fucking axle. No, I mean, obviously, maybe a spare tire's on board somewhere, but yeah, the axle got fucked up. But anyways, that that's how um, they get stuck and stranded. And while this is happening, we also kind of see from the distance, the point of view, as if somebody's watching them. Yeah, that's fucking creepy. Have you ever seen The Truman Show? Yeah. Okay. I always, like, lived my life as a child, like... I was on the fucking Truman Show, and this is probably weirdest. I always felt like somebody's fucking watching me. Somebody's looking at me right now. Yeah, they probably are. Yeah, it's fucking creepy. But in this instance, like if I was in the desert, I'm always assuming somebody's watching me. But it's probably because of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. I would agree. Um, but it, it's it's so like dire. It's like your axle is fucked. Mm-hmm. Like it's not just you know, yeah. manageable. So what are they going to do about it? They have no choice but well, to like... Well, Doug mm-hmm. and Big Bob yeah. decide that they're going to go look for help. Right. Doug decides, I'm going to walk seven miles this direction. Um, and he's going without a gun. The direction that the road was going in. Yeah. He was yeah. going north or right. whatever. And Big Bob... Big Bob. <laughs> Big Bob. <laughs> Big Bob is saying, I'm going to go walk back to the gas station. That's 15 miles. Mm-hmm. 
So um, he's hoping to either catch Fred, the attendant, or somebody. To get a ride with his truck or mm-hmm. use his phone. Yeah. Um, so the whole plan is they're going to both go their separate ways, and then they'll come back again and meet up. And in the meantime, the rest of the family is going to hang out at the trailer and just camp out. Camp and, out, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So luckily, they had two guns. They left one with Bobby Jr. Yep. And they left, and Big Bob took the other one. Right. Which doesn't make as much sense to me because Doug was the one walking into the unknown and Big Bob was just going to the gas station. Yeah, that's true. But he was the detective and the detective should have a gun and I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Back at the campsite, Mm -hmm. we're left with Grandma Ethel. Right. Right. Lynn with her baby. Then teenage Bobby and Brenda. (laughs) So they're sitting down to eat. Beauty is put inside of the trailer because she's She's barking barking, at something and she doesn't know. And they're like, she just always barks. And they're not even like, your dog is fucking barking. They're not. Yeah, it's trying to tell you something. Default setting isn't bark. Like, they're not always like. Your dogs are not barking right now. Right. But they're kind of so used to it, I guess. That's the way it was set up. Is that she, oh, she just barks and they're just always on edge, you know. But, they, you know, they're right. not paying attention. So she's put in the trailer and then um, everybody else starts to eat. And at, then Brenda opens the trailer and Beauty runs off. And Bobby goes chasing after her. Yeah. And he... Bobby goes chasing after her like some kind of fucking twat. He's like walking around. He's like runs with his arms like, like straight stiff, to his side. Straight onto his side. And you're like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. Like, I was so distracted by his run that I was. <laughs> it's uh, funny. Yeah. yeah. It's noticeable. Like, yeah. what the hell? This kid runs funny. <laughs> so you pointed out during the movie that maybe he plays soccer. Yeah. I kind of. Yeah. I thought he was kicking or pretending to kick a ball or maybe he kicked a rock or something like that. He just had a very soccer kind of... We see him do a backflip at some point in time, too. So maybe he's a gymnast. Who knows? (laughs) So anyway, he takes off running after Beauty and uh, she keeps running up this mountain that is just rocks. And so, you know, you're running up and then rocks are tumbling down from where you stepped. And it's just rocky terrain. Um, so he's chasing after her, but he's like climbing and rock climbing and he's like bouldering up and I'm like, dog, what in yeah, the fucking like, how the hell did the there? dog get up there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, he keeps going and then he hears her whining and, and he the, hears her, uh, struggling and he, he hears her fighting Yeah. and he finally gets up to where she is and he's found that she is split right open and her guts yeah. are like getting a suntan. Yes. They're like outside. And he's shocked. shocked. He fucking books it back down the mountain and falls. Yeah, it's the last thing he was expecting to see. Absolutely. Although it should have been the first thing he was expecting to happen as soon as, you know, again, they're they're very naive and just kind of going into this like, oh, you know, it's all sunshine and, and rainbows. But um, yeah, then he's truly wakes up. But he also is kind of scared because we'll find out that he doesn't really want to tell anybody about what he saw. Right. So... So he's gone for a minute too. So he's they, gone for a long time because yeah. you imagine this is like in the like at noonish or something, mm-hmm. and uh, it's nighttime. And Brenda is like pacing outside, looking for, Bo- right. waiting for Bobby. Um, Ethel and Lynn are inside of the trailer trying to get the radio to work. Oh yeah, um, that's and right. During the he- during the radio, they hear a <sighs> creepy breathing sound. Yeah, and um, how was that? That was good. <laughs> yeah, and um, Lynn describes it as obscene, an obscene breathing. phone call, which as a woman we know very well. Um, 
<laughs> uh, obscene phone calls were the dick pic of the before oh, cell phone right. era. Yeah, yeah, right, right. That's <laughs> <laughs> cool. No, it's not. <laughs> um, so then Brenda's like, fuck this. I'm taking Beast and I'm going to go look for Bobby. And he's tugging on her because Beast, you know, he's a fucking force. He's like the goodest good boy ever. And he's like pulling on her and, and, and he she, find, she like loses him. And uh, she has this gun and she doesn't know how to use it because Bobby left the gun. Um, and then she's like fucking terrified. But that's when she finds Bobby. Right. And Bobby is like traumatized. Yeah. He's got a scratch on his face or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Well, he but... fucking fell down the mountain like an idiot. <laughs> yeah. So there, he comes back, but he doesn't tell her anything about beauty. He's traumatized. Like I would be traumatized if I saw my beloved pet split wide open. Yeah, of course. But I mean, I, I would be telling people if I came back from that situation, I'd be like, oh, my God, the fucking dog is dead. Right. So this is what I was thinking. It's <laughs> Give like, me the hatchet. How, <laughs> how unfair is it that like, I, women have it hard? Like, I know I'm a woman, in case you haven't noticed. Men have it equally as hard in different reasons, for different reasons. This little boy is now expected to be the protector for his entire family at 16 years old. Right, I guess so. But in technically speaking, I mean, his mom and his older sister are just as capable. They're just as capable. And you know what? They, they do. We find out later that they do fucking at least put up a fight. Right. But societally culturally he's like i'm the fucking man of this camp i gotta fucking take care of them so all this burden of responsibility is on him all this burden of responsibility on is on him to not worry the women Mm -hmm. um as as fucked up as it is but he doesn't want to worry them about something splitting open their dog you know what i just thought about too his dad is a detective who just retired which means bobby's whole life he had a a, probably a strict detective up uh, dad who you know upbringing kind of thing you know where so he probably yeah feels it more like i gotta be like my dad now you mm-hmm. know what would he do you know something like that right uh, he because remember his dad does say bobby's the man now remember uh-huh. like to tell brenda like don't mess with him because yeah. you know he like is in my charge. brother yeah. yeah so um bobby comes back inside and they hear he he hears about the obscene phone call um and he's just trying to fucking be alert, but not scary, not scare everybody. Back at the gas station, Big Bob has made it there and he finds a phone, but the line gets cut like yeah, immediately. Yeah, immediately. Like he hears the dial tone for a second, but mm-hmm. then it's right out. Like, yeah. Nope. <laughs> Absolutely. And then um, here there's some rustling and then he feels like some, like, I think somebody pushes him or something. Yeah. Like you hear, there's like a jump scare of some sorts, but you don't know, like something scares him or pushes him or falls. And then he turns around and just starts shooting his like gun. A good like good detective does. <laughs> bang, bang. Who's ever there? He must've found somebody that was, you know, brown or black. He <laughs> <laughs> did come from Ohio. <laughs> so he goes and he, and he goes behind this door and he sees that it was Fred who had hung himself with his belt. Right. He's in the middle of hanging himself. Yeah. Right? And so uh, Big Bob tells him, get your stupid neck out of that belt, you jackass. <laughs> Grabs him and lifts him up and pulls and, him down. And Fred has this moment of like, oh, shucks. <laughs> but because Fred wasn't able to get out of there either because he had. Uh, so because the cannibal family had thought that he was helping Ruby try to escape, 
they blew up his truck. Oh, right. That's right. That, that was like right after they left the gas station. Too. Yeah. So, you know, when Big Bob got there, the truck was still sizzling. Yeah. Um. So there was no way of getting out. The phone line was the only thing that, that seemed to have been cut right before Big Bob or as Big Bob got there. So but this is good that Fred is still there because now he's at least able to tell us what the fuck is going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we finally get some backstory here. Do you want to tell it or do you want me to tell it? No, you tell it. I'd like right. to, uh, you're so good with your words. <laughs> That's like when you're like, you wash the dishes, you're so much better at them. <laughs> like that? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. All right. So Fred, with his wife Martha, previously had the most beautiful daughter ever. And they were very happy in their life. Mm-hmm. And they, they moved to wherever this town was, right? Or Because didn't they say they came from somewhere else? Because they lived somewhere? I don't know. It doesn't matter. You go ahead. You tell it. I don't know what I'm talking about. You want to start over? No, just continue. Then they had a second child. And it was this monstrosity of a kid. Like, he, um, the way Fred put it is he was so big and he came out sideways that he nearly split Martha in half. Mm-hmm. Right. And this hairy child, like just deformed child, which um, could have been deformed because of all the nuclear activity in the area or, but whatever, um, was just enormous. Like at 10 years old, he was as big as Fred was. Right. Yeah. Right. And Fred is an average height male. Right. Mm-hmm. But then he, they noticed that dogs started falling down wells and cats started to go killed and this bad thing started happening and while nobody directly blamed this kid fred knew it was this kid right and then one day fred left to the market and came back and his house had been set on fire and his <laughs> wife and his daughter were burned to cinders right which were essentially the kid's mom and sister yes right right not essentially that they were they were right, right and so he knew that it was this kid and he got a tire iron and slit his face down the middle. Yeah, bashed him right in the nose and, and split his head open or but something. But didn't kill him. And he didn't want to kill him. So he took him out into the desert, figuring he'd die in one or two days. Mm-hmm. You know, what he didn't expect was for this kid to steal a prostitute that nobody would notice missing and create his own damn family. And so this family, we find later, is... The, the the son, who is now right. the split face, yeah. he is Jupiter. Yeah, he Papa the, Jupe. Papa Jupe. And then his wife, who is the prostitute that he stole, is Mama Jupe. Mama Jupe. And then there are children. There is Pluto, who is the guy on the cover of this movie. He's <laughs> yeah. this deformed, bald, bald guy. Bald looking, yeah. 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 Then there's Mars, who's the one under, who, who I think is older than Pluto, actually. Yeah, probably. He yeah. kind of looks a little bit like Papa Jupe, too. He's, um, what he is, it's like a Neanderthal. Mm-hmm. He's like a Neanderthal with the razor sharp teeth. And then there's Mercury, who is special needs of sorts, but he, we don't really see him. We just see his, um, Native American headdress that he wears and we hear him. Um, and then there's Ruby, who's the girl that was trying to escape. Right. Yeah. And so we find out that, yeah, technically their grandfather is. Fred. Fred. Yeah. So what the, this what this uh, cannibalistic family does is they prey on people who pass through. And they also eat them, mm-hmm. but they also steal and try to trade things 
to Fred, who will trade them for food and such. Right, yeah. Because Fred it does go to the outside world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. so as soon as Fred's finished, Fred finishes telling us this, some Jupiter right. reaches in through the window, crashes through the glass, pulls him out Yanks of him the out of gas there. station. Yep. Just boom, he's Just, gone. Like he's got like enormous fucking strength. And he, we find out that he kills them uh, because Bob like is like, oh, big Bob is like, what the shit? And like starts walking around and finds that. Fred had been like hung onto a door. Yeah, he was impaled, like, impaled with the tire iron through. Oh, but before that, we do see that Jupiter gets his revenge and starts bashing Fred in the head like he did as a kid with, with the, tire. the tire iron. So he hits him a bunch of times, and then yeah, Big Bob comes around and finds him stuck through the like chest, impaled onto a door. Right, Big Bob starts running those fifteen miles back to uh, <laughs> yes, back to camp, but he has a bad heart. Yeah, he's and so he's like constantly grabbing his heart, and you're like, "Oh, motherfucker, you're gonna make it!" And Jupiter is like making fun of him because Jupiter has this amazing ability to mimic other people's voices. Yeah, we never understand why, but he's not just voices; he's doing like cows and chickens and stuff at t- yeah, times. Yeah, so too, but at this point, he's taunting them, taunting Big Bob as he's running and saying. Come on, Daddy. You're almost there. Right. <laughs> I like your come on, Daddy. It sounds just like Gage from the last episode. <laughs> I mean, I have two voices. I have this one. I have come on, Daddy. And then, oh, actually three. I have my, hello, this is Heidi. How may I help you? <laughs> <laughs> is that your corporate voice? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, okay. So then um, we get back to camp. Bob doesn't make it to camp. No, he doesn't. He Mm-mm. falls down and he's having like a slight heart attack of some sorts, right? But he's uh, he he's not dead. Not yet, anyways. Yeah, he's not dead, but he did get crucified onto a tree or cactus or something. Right. When he falls down, that's when Jupiter and crew swoop in and, and uh, kidnap him or take him back to their life. I don't know. where Did they take him all the way back to their sp- uh, place, you yeah. think? Yeah. Because they he- crucify him. Mm-hmm onto like a piece of wood or something and they shove like a some sort of like a i don't know a wad of like maybe of cloth cloth or something in his mouth to gag him and uh yeah back at the trailer doug's come back all right yeah doug made it back and he made it back with supplies like up that road that he went there was um like a landfill and that landfill had um that landfill had all this military surplus supplies. And the way he said it was, there's so much stuff back there. Like, we need to go back over there. We can start our own army surplus store. Oh, yeah. He's like, this yeah. is why the taxes are all messed up and all this and that. <laughs> they just whatever. throw things yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, he also said that's where the road just ended, right? It just stopped. Yeah. So even if they would have gone that way, they would have found nothing. Yeah, absolutely. So after this happens and he comes back, Bobby's actually trying to tell him finally about what he saw with Beauty. But he doesn't really get a chance to because the women are there. And, and he's hungry. Right. And the, mo- the mom slash grandma comes and says, what does she say? She says, I knew you'd come back once you smelled cooking. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Because to her, um, food will make everything better. And it does. Like, food is the best. Kind of. Except we'll find out later on. Well... Then we cut to Ruby eating the dog. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Mama Jupe over there is like, what, you don't like dog anymore? 
Because uh, at first I was like, is she eating dog? And then when Mama Joop said that, I was like, yep, she's eating dog. Well, Ruby doesn't want to eat it because, well, one, she's also pulling away from the family a little bit. Mm-hmm. But also she hears Beast howling at her from the base of the mountain. And she thinks it's the ghost of the dog. Yeah. And Mama Joop is like, you're an idiot. You're an idiot, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> but at that point in time, that's when Mama Joop is like, well, wait a minute. If the dog is over here. He's not at the trailer. Yep. Because so, shenanigans ensue at the trailer. Yep, so now they can make their move. And this is, uh, I think, where that trigger warning comes in. <laughs> trigger warning. <laughs> yeah. All right. Pluto and Mars, as if you recall, if you recall, are the able-bodied sons of Jupiter. Mm-hmm. Okay. Back at the trailer, Lynn and Doug want some privacy. So they go fuck in the station wagon. Yeah, basically. Well, they try to. No, they do. They do. But, they do. Because but before, before they get that far, Bobby is sort of like, I think you guys should sleep in the trailer here with us, on the floor even. And Doug's like, you're crazy, kid. <laughs> I mean, I would have been too, had I not known that there was shit happening. Yeah. You know, if he would have told people, this is what's happening, that wouldn't have been a problem. They'd be like, yeah, let's stick together. Let's figure out a plan. Let's sleep in shifts. Mm-hmm, right. None of that happened. No. None of that happened. Even when we go camping. So... When I was a kid, we used to go count camping in the mountains near Palm Springs. And like, we're not talking, I'm not talking about KOA camping, which is still fun. I'm talking about there's nothing, no one, and there's animals. Yeah. Right? You've got to be prepared. So we used to sleep in shifts. To make sure, uh, yeah, everybody's safe. That's the way you got to do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So. So right now. They go just... fuck in the, in the car. Right. Yeah. They're in the car fucking. And the cars are rocking. Mm-hmm. And then we see. Uh, Pluto is siphoning, siphoning their, their gas. gas out. Yep. Yeah, he is. And then he's signaling to Mars also, mm-hmm. who's a little bit further away. And then there's this distraction. Um, Bobby hears sounds outside. It sounds like Beast, because Beast had gotten away. Right, yeah. Right? But so it, he hears Beast there other kind noises of yelping. Too? Yes. Were, yeah, because it, it was weird. It was like he's like hearing goats or chickens and then dogs. And it was a like, cow? Yeah, a cow. Yeah, but at first what pulls him out of the trailer is he hears Beast in distress. Mm-hmm, right. And so he's running out. He runs out and he slams the door behind him and it doesn't close all the way. Mm-hmm. But he does run out and then there's, um, he goes a little bit further and then he no longer hears Beast in distress. He hears all these other well, Okay, sounds, that's where those right? other noises yeah. come in, yeah. And then he's like, somebody's fucking with me and he runs back. But he runs back and now the door mm-hmm. to the trailer is not only mm-hmm. closed. But it's locked. It's locked. <laughs> and he feels like a dumbass because he's like, I don't have my fucking keys, right? Um, and he doesn't. Right. Uh, what he has is uh, he has to break the cardinal rule of if the car is a rockin', don't come a knockin', because he knocks on the window and his sister's fucking, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and they're like, what the fuck? And this is where he tells them, I don't have my key. Also, some shit is happening. Right. Also, you had that obscene phone call. Yeah, that's right. Also, Beauty was slit wide open with her guts hanging out. Oh, now you want to fucking tell me? Thanks. There goes my boner, right? (laughs) (laughs) So they're getting dressed and everything's getting put together again. And by this time, Mars had gone far and created the distraction. What is the distraction? It's an explosion. Yeah. Boom. An explosion. 
Uh, but not only that, you hear like Big, Big Bob, Bob is yelling like yelling because he is attached to this tree next to where the explosion was, and he's on fire. fire. Yep. And everybody starts making a mad dash to him. Um, Ethel comes out of the trailer. Bobby, Lynn, Doug, everybody's running out. But technically, at this point in time, Pluto's already in the trailer. That's why the door was locked. Yeah, exactly. So. But everybody runs out anyway. Right. And except for Brenda. Except for Brenda, who, as we find, is pinned down by Pluto at this point. Yeah. And and the baby, and because the baby. it's an infant. And everybody's out there running. Everybody's run out there and attending to Bob. and They're trying to put him out or something. Or does he get the fire extinguisher? Ethel is screaming. Yeah. Ethel is screaming and nobody can help and everything. Doug runs back to the trailer, gets a fire extinguisher, gets some blankets, anything that can help, some water. Right. And then yells to Brenda, Brenda. Watch the baby and runs back out. Still not realizing not that she's Brenda pinned is down. being pinned down yeah. by Pluto. Pluto again is a deformed guy mm-hmm. on the cover of the box of the movie, and and so he's run out. And then at this point, um, we find that he's humping her. Mars at this point makes his way into the, the trailer, trailer, having yep. run back from setting the setting Big Bob on fire. Yeah, and he is letting Pluto just hump her. And then he sees this bird mm-hmm. and he sees this bird and he gets the bird in his hands and he chomps his fucking his head, head off. off. Does oh a Nazi Osborne on him. It's crazy. It's so gross. It's yeah. so gross. But also, how do you, why do you travel across country with your bird? Well, it's, they, they had, I don't know. You think they were moving? No, I don't think they were. Were they? They didn't say they were moving. I don't know. It's their bird. They didn't want to leave it behind. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Whatever. My people. <laughs> so, um, actually, my, that's something my grandma probably would do. <laughs> so then, after he eats the head of the bird, Mars pulls Pluto off of Brenda and says, "Not until you're a man," meaning he can't rape her or mm-hmm. have sex yeah. until he's a man. He hasn't done whatever thing makes him a man yet. Right. And Mars starts raping Brenda, and she's screaming because this time she's actually being raped and not just assaulted. You know, and Pluto is pissed and he's like trashing the trailer. He's breaking, breaking shit. shit, throwing everything everywhere, and making that's a mess. Where he finds baby Kate, baby Katie, and in the crib. And that's when Mars looks over and says, Well, all right, Thanksgiving dinner. And he's like so happy <laughs> that they get to eat this baby. And he calls the baby baby fat because baby fat is succulent. And he also calls Brenda fat too meaning they probably will want to eat her too yeah maybe so at this point back at the fire um ethel is inconsolable and yeah. she's screaming and she's screaming she's like, that's not that, my body yeah that's, that's not, not my, my body. body yeah and he's... and so lynn takes her back into the trailer and when they walk into the trailer that's when they discover these fucking psychos with kate and mm-hmm. with brenda yep and what does mars do he shoots Ethel and she falls onto the couch mm-hmm. and then shoots Lynn because Lynn's like, give me my baby, shoots Lynn. And that reaction that Lynn has is the actual reaction of the actress because the squib that they have for the fake shots malfunctioned and she actually got hurt. Oh, wow. That's that's crazy. So they, they were like, keep that. That's a, that, it. That's in. Yep. That's, that's <laughs> a most keeper. authentic. Um, so um, and then she starts fighting with Mars and and. You know, at this point, Brenda is like traumatized, but on the floor and she sees a dagger and slides it over to Brenda. I mean, slides it over to Lynn and Lynn 
rips a gash into Mars's leg. Yeah, yeah, right in his leg. And that's when Mars shoots her again. Yeah, bam. Yeah. Right, right in like the chest or stomach yeah. or something. Meanwhile, like that. everybody's running back because they hear the gunshots. Mm-hmm. Right? At this point, Pluto had already left with the baby. Yeah. And then Mars... Well, he jumps out of the trailer and somebody sees him run off, but they don't really notice that he has the baby in the hand by yet. I think and, it was Doug. And then because Doug's the first one back. And then Doug sees that Mars pulls out Brenda and has the gun into her mouth and pulls the fucking trigger. Click. He's out of bullets. Yeah. But he tells Brenda, I'll be I'll back be for back you. I'll be back for you, girly. Exactly. And then pushes her and runs off. And... Doug has no idea what's going on. So he's like running after them. And he's like, what the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? He's, he's not running after them. I'm so sorry. He's like, what the fuck are these guys doing? They take off. He goes inside and he sees Lynn on the floor dead. Yeah. The his, love of his life. His, his wife. Yeah. Brenda's outside being like being tended to by Bobby. But the love of his life is dead inside. And he's like telling her not to leave him, not to leave him. Yeah. And then he sees uh, Ethel on the couch and he sees that she still has vital signs. She's still alive. So he like tries to make her comfortable. And that's when he's like, oh, the baby. Shit, and the he goes baby. In, and goes to the back of the trailer and sees an empty crib. Yeah. And he's like, what the fuck? And he runs outside. He tells Bobby, get inside, you know, take care of your mother. And then runs in the direction where Mars and Jupiter were. I mean, Mars and Pluto were. Right. Not all these fucking planets. <laughs> <laughs> and so... He's running, but then it just becomes so bleak because he's then surrounded by darkness. Yeah. And what there's he nothing do? he can yeah. do. He, can't, he so doesn't he, know where he's going. He doesn't he's, have a, a flashlight with him or anything. So And he's yelling, give me back my baby. <laughs> I just want my baby. Yeah. And you're just feeling it. And you're like, oh, my God, this is the worst. Can you imagine right. that? Everybody in this family on all angles was traumatized. It doesn't matter which one and which situation. They all had, you know, something, a really horrific event happened to them or a loss of something one way or another. It yeah. Crazy. It, it's it's fucked every which way that you look at it. Um <sighs> It's just fucked up. So now the remaining survivors here are uh, Doug and then Brenda and Bobby. And then baby Kate baby has been taken. Ka- Katie. Yeah, baby short Katie. Which Catherine, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Ethel is dying on the couch. Right. She's dying. And yeah. then uh, Beast is still alive. But Beast is still alive. So Beast, actually, at this point, uh, we see that Pluto and Mars are running back to their cave. And in running back to their cave, they're they calling on the radio Mercury, who is, you know, the other brother. The other brother. And the other brother is talking about how oh, and he's so excited that they have a baby. And that's when they're emphasizing that it's Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. And the other brother is like, oh, oh, my gosh, this is going to be like last time. If I make that joke again, maybe I can eat the baby's toes again. And you're like, yeah, he's done it before. That's so disgusting. So, um, so then... They take, they go back into the cave and Mercury's getting up because he's going to go to the cave too. And this is where Beast comes and pushes him off the fucking mountain. And there's one down. Yeah, he creeps up on Mercury, um, jumps, throw, knocks him off or whatever. And then Pluto in the distance kind of thinks he hears something, but he's not really, they doesn't catch on yet. Right. So what Beast also does is he gets their CB radio mm-hmm. and takes it back to the Smart campsite. dog. Best fucking dog. I wonder if that's why I want German Shepherds. I've always wanted German Shepherds and I wonder if it's because of this. Maybe. Who He's knows? the best fucking dog in the world. And so 
he goes back to the trailer and he gives the C he, you know, has him come outside. He gives them the CB radio. And that's when Doug's like, uh, hearing that they're talking to one another and he's talking about the baby there, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, all of this was happening and the guys are coming back to the cave. Jupiter is giving this speech to the corpse of big Bob. big Bob while they're like eating him or something And while like eating that. him and all this time saying things like, you know, just really just, I thought the message was, I'm mad at you for being able to function in society. Yeah. I can't do that. Huh. But that's his own fucking fault because he was able to go back into town and steal a sex worker. Right. And create a family. Right. Yeah. Why couldn't he go into town and be like, my dad clubbed me in the fucking face? Yeah. I don't know. But there was a, some reason he just never felt like he fit in his whole life. So, because obviously that's, he was bigger or more out. But it's, yeah, it seems to me like his dad kind of didn't treat him like a person. Right. Um, but so, uh, yeah, he's ranting and, and, and eating the corpse eating him of at this the same big time. Bob. Yeah, it's and then they're excited about the baby and being able to eat the baby. And Ruby at this point is there and she's the one taking care of the baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's where we meet also Mama Jupe, Mama Jupe. And that is a sex worker that he stole. And she is like, well, actually, we had met her before, huh? Yeah. Right. So then um, daylight comes and we want to go home. <laughs> <laughs> daylight comes and... Doug and Beast take off towards their cave. The cave of the cannibals. Yeah, because Doug needs his baby back. That's his child. Doug needs his baby back, baby back, baby back ribs. Do you remember that Chili's commercial? Chili's baby back. Describe my face. Describe my face. <laughs> She's looking at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... Doug's heading out. He has the radio with him. He has Beast with him. And they're fucking going for it. Also, Jupiter and Pluto, they're like, they have supplies. They're more food. And they've killed Mercury. Right. Let's go back and... uh, Let's go for that. So, Doug's heading that way. Pluto and Jupiter are heading this way. And fuck, right? Yeah. So, So, Doug tries to, like, warn Bobby by calling him on the radio. But Bobby, at this point, is playing with the radio trying to get the air force yeah he's not on the correct channel you think they would have had a conversation about this right um and so he finally gets the air force and they're like oh tell us your situation are you able to defend yourself what's what's your what's what's going on yeah what do you have what kind of weapons do you have or whatever yeah can you you defend yourself yeah and then the air force is like and while we get there until we get there stand on your heads and stick your thumb in your ass because (laughs) it's pluto and jupiter fucking with them yep and they're they're continuing to run to, to run yeah. toward them and little does he know because he's on the wrong channel talking to them that he's not uh he's unaware of what doug's trying, of to, tell what him. Doug's trying to tell so him. that's when bobby takes out this the tire from one of the cars and he's like i'm gonna set it on fire maybe the air force will see it the real air force and brenda's like no motherfucker that's little people shit let me tell you what we're going to do because brenda has a plan and brenda's like fucking macgyver yeah it's a macgyver of a plan for sure i was gonna say you stole the words right out of my mouth (laughs) (laughs) she's a fucking badass she is yeah so Um, we don't know her plan at first but she has a plan she has a plan and she's using these the supplies that doug brought back from his seven mile hike right yeah um 
they're getting the plan together and we don't really know what it is, but we do know that at some point they have to carry the dead body of their mother and carry it out to a chair further away from the from yeah. the trailer. And, and at this point, the body is stiff, so she's kind of crunching and like while well, they're putting her into the yeah. chair and they're like sobbing and screaming because that's their mother. Right. And here we oh find out gosh. that they're going to be using her as bait. Yeah. But we don't know that yet. Right. Not yet. So back at the cave, um, Doug has made it there and he's watching Mars down below. Mm -hmm. And he's specifically listening to whatever conversations are on the radio. Um, Ruby's inside with uh, Mama Jupiter and the baby. Pluto and Jupiter are still running out there. However, they're running and something kind of starts making noises in the bush. Like digging or something. That's my digging sound. It sounds like digging. <laughs> and we find out that it's Beast taunting Pluto. Yeah. And Pluto kind of like like wait, like wait falls behind. Right. He's and kind of like, what? what's that? It looks what around. What is that? Yeah. And then suddenly that's when Beast rips out his Achilles tendon. Ouch. Yeah, oh we got it. So juicy. And you can see the little. Yeah, it's dangling. It's, it's broken in pieces or whatever. It's like dis, dis, uh, what, d uh, disconnected it's from. Gross. My, yeah, it's gross. It's awesome. Yeah. It's the second movie in a row, also, which had uh, Achilles tendon. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And I cut. think that's our thing now. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably how I'm going to go. <laughs> the sign. Um, and so, uh, and then. Um, Beast keeps, atta keeps attacking him and attacking him. And then Jupiter comes and shoots at Beast. Yeah, but, but he doesn't misses. hit him. Yeah. Beast and runs Beast off. Beast runs off. And so that's when Jupiter's like, fuck that. These fucking fuckers. Fuck these fucking fuckers. And yeah, he yeah. calls over to Mars and says, kill the baby. Kill the baby. <laughs> and so that's when Doug's like, fuck. And he starts running down the mountain. Running down the mountain. Oh, sorry. Is that a song? Yeah. And, then, <laughs> and then what's his face? Jupiter keeps running towards the campground. The trailer. When he gets to the trailer, we find out what the fucking plan is. And it is yes. fucking brilliant. Yes. Right? So he goes and he sees, why is this woman just sitting here? I thought, you know, I thought they were all dead. Right. Because initially, Jupiter set Mars and Pluto out to kill everybody. Everybody, yeah. yeah. So. Which we find out later on the cape. But he's over there standing with her, and that's when Brenda tells, uh, who's looking, who's being the lookout on top of, on top of the trailer, tells... She goes, hit Bobby, it. hit it. <laughs> <laughs> and so he cranks the gas on that car. He starts a car. And what it is, it's the wire is being attached. It's like in a noose that's under uh, Jupiter's feet, which is attached to the car it, It's run wheel. through the wheel of the tire, of, the, of the car. And it's like winding reeling up. him in. Yeah. It's reeling him in. And he's like, like super fast getting pulled in the direction. But... You remember when I told you that Pluto was siphoning the gas? Right, yeah. They run out of gas. They run out of gas. So. Yeah, and they have no way of knowing that. So they now, run out of gas. Now Jupiter can escape because he... They, yeah, yeah, and he does. And they're like, fuck, plan B. Yep. And they run into the trailer where they have these propane tanks leaking the mm -hmm. the gas. Right. And they have... Um, they have a, a, like a couple matches taped to the bottom of the door with yes. the striker part. Mm -hmm. So that when the door opens... Mm -hmm. Boom. Yep. And Mac they jump out of the back window. MacGyver. MacGyver. MacGyver shit. And then, um, but they didn't count on Pluto being able to smell that or, un or recognizing that smell. Right, yeah. So what happens is Pluto somehow opens it and runs away so that it explodes, but he doesn't die. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. I think he so gets knocked down maybe. Maybe he not... gets blown away yeah. or something. But 
Brenda and Bobby then are kind of like celebrating, but Bobby's like, no, <laughs> we have to find out if it's yeah, for sure. Got to confirm that kill, soldier. <laughs> confirm that kill. <laughs> and so he goes and then he's looking in the rubble and he doesn't see anybody. But then he gets attacked by Jupiter. Jupiter, yeah. And Jupiter is... Um, kind of overpowering him because he is bigger and stronger and whatever. And yeah. Bobby's and then just... He's, he's losing. Yeah. And so what happens next is fucking badass Brenda da, 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 da. has a hatchet and she just starts killing the fuck out of Jupiter. Yeah. What mm. is that? One more down. That's two down. Also, back to Pluto. I think yeah. I did this in reverse, but whatever. Back to Pluto. Pluto is like, fuck, I'm going to fucking kill you, you fucking dog. Yeah, because the beast. And yeah. the beast is fucking with him a little bit. And finally, uh, Pluto goes and stabs at a bush, but it's actually a bunny rabbit. A rabbit, yeah. yeah. And and so um, he starts laughing to himself, and that's when Beast comes and just rips out his throat. Mm-hmm. Three down. Yep. Tears him apart. It's great. Back at the cave, we have Doug running down towards the cave because his baby. Yeah. Right? We have uh, Ruby. She switched out the baby with a pig, and she's mm-hmm. running away from the she cave. She gives the pig to, wrapped in a blanket, to uh, Mars because he's going to kill him. He's going to kill the baby. The baby, right. And, but... and Ruby had also taken care of her mom by bashing her in the head mm. so that she could escape. Right, yeah. Mind you, at this point, they feel Ruby is a prisoner now because she had tried to escape before. Mm-hmm. Um, so they run uh, into one another, and that's when Doug's like, oh, you have my baby, but you're running away. All right, I got you. And at some point, he's like, learns to yeah, trust her. He, yeah, he's and, like, okay, you're on my side now, I guess. So, yeah, yeah, so they're running away. Um, Mars is running after them. And at some point, Doug trusts Ruby enough and hands her the hands baby, the baby back, and yeah. hides her into a crevice in the mountain. In the, yeah. And he starts fighting with with Mars and he's fucking losing. Yeah. So then he runs into another crevice that he doesn't recognize <laughs> is surrounded by rattlesnakes. Yeah. It's like a rattlesnake den. Yeah. It's, yeah. oh my gosh. And so he's taunting him and he's trying to kill him. But then Ruby's like, come get me, come get me. Instead, she leaves the baby mm-hmm. and come get me, come get me. And he's like, you're not worth it. Yeah. At first. At first. And then she's like fucking with him enough. Yeah. You know, how like little like sisters do mm-hmm. like, fuck with you enough. And then he goes to try to stab her. Like, you know, you do. <laughs> <laughs> Little sisters. <laughs> you only have sisters. Oh, two little sisters, right? I have a brother, too. I know, but your sisters, they're only younger than you, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so little sisters. <laughs> they're kind of tussling, and then that's when Doug is able to leap over the snakes or whatever. He gets away from the snakes, and he starts to fucking beat him up, too. And then all of a sudden, you hear the baby crying in the distance. Mm-hmm. Which Mars, Mars is Mars like, is like, I got to kill that baby. I yeah. got to do what Papa said. Yeah. And so he's um, he's going towards the baby, and they can't distract him. Um, finally, Doug gets out and you know starts fighting with him. Yeah, I was trying to tussle with him, a and little he's bit, losing but, because yeah. he's not a great fighter. No, just like Bobby, they weren't uh, good at really defending they're, themselves. They're just you know yeah, trying their best to stay best. alive. Yeah, so especially he, against a cannibal family. So Mars is like got the knife directly coming at. Uh, and Doug, but like he's at like, his neck, and he's yeah. gonna stab him, but he like narrowly misses him. Like mm-hmm. he pushes him away and stabs the floor right next to his right. head. Yep. And he does that a couple of times, and then finally, yeah. What does the badass Ruby do? Yeah. In the meantime, she goes and picks up one of these rattlesnakes, which the actress really did pick up a rattlesnake. It wasn't a prop snake, uh, by any means. And so she runs with the rattlesnake and like kind of tosses it on or not she she puts the yeah she has the the head of the snake and and makes it bite um mars right in the back of the neck 
Yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah. Then... That's a fucking real snake, by the way. Like, yeah, it is a real snake, of yeah. course. But that snake, it got loose during filming. Did it? And all the entire casting crew just, like, ran off because they're like, <laughs> fuck that shit. And it had to wait until the the snake wrangler or whatever yeah. like was able to get it back. I'm, I'm sure they milked the snake or defanged it or something, but still, it was a real snake and Ruby was holding when it. When you say and... milk the snake, it reminds me of Meet the Fockers where he's like, yeah, you know, you milk cats, you little cat nibbles. No? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> milk the snake is a term I use when I'm jerking off. No, oh, I'm just kidding. Let's get it further. Okay, keep going. What <laughs> no, else? I've never used that term before. I just thought it'd be funny. Milk the snake. <laughs> Drain the weasel? I don't know. I don't like any of these. Choke the chicken? Men are weird. <laughs> so, in <laughs> Mars being distracted by the rattlesnake bite. Yeah, and so he, Doug... Doug manages to get on top of him, and he starts the knife stabbing and... the fuck out of him, and he stabs him, stabs him. Ruby's crying and crying because she's conflicted. This is her family, but also her family sucks. And stab and stab and stab. And... And... Just end. That's the end of the movie. The screen turns red. Roll the credits. We're done. Yeah. <laughs> so, what happened? The entire clan is wiped out. Basically. Or at least this section of the clan. Except for Ruby. Except for Ruby. Yeah. Well, Mama Jupe, we don't know if she's dead either. She's was knocked out maybe by a rock or something, but we don't know if she's dead, dead. Right. Um, but then the survivors were, of the, of the Carter family was Doug. Mm-hmm, Doug, Bobby. Brenda. Bob, and Bobby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Katie. Yeah. And Beast. And Beast. Beast, Beast of course. He was going to survive whether or not the farm, the family did or not. Right. Yeah. Beast is badass. Like, it's a badass fucking dog. So, yeah. And it just ends. So, we have no resolution. We don't know. Do they die in the desert? Do they finally get help from the Air Force or somebody? We don't know anything else that's happening. So, check this that. out. It's just over. At, well, they have no way of knowing this. But at the gas station, the line was just cut. Mm-hmm. They could easily go back with all the supplies that they have now. They could go back and maybe just put the wires back together. Maybe, but I don't know. And I figure out where it was cut. I'm sure it's pretty obvious. Also, Ruby is very well versed in the in the climate in that and that place. She could easily be like, oh, well, this is how we get out of town. I commend her for pulling it together after the trauma she went through. That is Brenda. Oh. Did I say Brenda? I meant Ruby. Oh, sorry. Maybe you did say Ruby. Sorry. Ruby is uh, knows what the fuck. Oh, the, Ruby. Yeah. yeah. So good. she might mm-hmm. be able to, they might have a car. They right. might have access to whatever, you know. Um, they might be able to ha- uh, to access the actual Air Force. They mm-hmm. could be saved. You think Ruby stuck with them? And they, they, uh, it was, so you think maybe Ruby, Doug, Brenda, and Bobby and Beast all went back to the gas station and then tried to figure out how to get somewhere or some help maybe it's interesting they made a part two about this right i don't know if it uh, yeah. car- i don't, doesn't remember ca- I don't think it continues on from where the this but one ended I, but I, I do know that um those women are fucking resilient yeah those women were fucking strong as shit i remember in even some... lynn who died mm-hmm. died defending her child yeah yeah happy mother's day by the way oh yeah it's all the mothers out there it's mother's day and this is what i'm doing you take me to dinner right sure <laughs> um i while we were watching it, i kept remembering some scenes from the remake because again i did see the remake first before i watched this one and i do remember like there was some really gruesome parts 
in the big Bob uh, crucifixion uh, burning part. Matter of fact, in the other one, I believe he's crucified more so. Like here, you kind of see his hands get impaled, but I don't think you ever really see him in a posted up in a crucifixion pose or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> but in the other Strike one, pose. yeah. But in the other one, I believe I remember that he was literally like. I, I believe that whole scene in the remake is a lot more gruesome than it was in this one. Not to say that one was better than the other, but in my head, I remember like the the skin melting from the fire, burning him, and him really screaming in pain. And I feel like they were kind of playing the the god religious angle a little bit more so so in the sense where that scene happened it was like well what is your god going to do to help you now kind of thing mm. uh, i don't know that was my take on the remake when i first saw it and those memories came back when i was watching this because i couldn't remember if th that was in the original or the remake but anyways crazy movie great movie i give it two thumbs up <laughs> my thumbs are severed thumbs severed i give it two severed thumbs <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I love the movie. Yeah, I know it, you do. It's, it's right up your alley. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's good. It still holds. Like, you can watch it with all the fucking CGI and all this new stuff that they have. You can watch that one and still be fucked up from it. It's a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this was one of Wes Craven's first. It wasn't his first, but it was probably his... What is it? Last House on the Left was his first? Yeah, I think so. But I mean, who knows if he did a few other things in between then and now. But either way, this was one of the earlier... Uh, horror movies that really kind of probably made a name for himself. I'm probably going to catch some guff for this, but I, I prefer this series, like the Hells Have Eyes to Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay, yeah, sure. Well, it's totally different. The first Nightmare on Elm Street is the only one that Wes Craven actually did. Talking about the series. Yeah, but the series in general was tainted because that's what happened. The producers got a hold of it afterwards. Commercialized and, it and made it funny. Right, made it proppy, funny, sell merchandise. And Wes Craven didn't come back until the Wes Craven's New Nightmare, which actually... Which is one of my favorite ones. Yeah, and Freddy was a little bit more scary in that one. It had a little bit of the over crazy sense of humor part where he was like a giant snake or something weird like that but there were there was a evil freddy and it also kind of brought this you know they were they were doing this weird twist of hey we're real life we're using the real actors playing themselves i have this whole love hate relationship with remakes i mean i love that they make remakes because it reminds me to watch the original and only the original but there are some good remakes this one has a good remake yeah i think one of the better ones which we haven't talked about yet is the evil dead remake yeah, well, I do want to watch that. Yeah, I thought that was... I went into that thinking it was going to be crap because I like the originals, Evil Dead 1 and 2. But, and of course, Army of Darkness, but I'm just saying. They did they did a remake of Evil Dead and I thought it was pretty good. It held up. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's fun. It's good. Uh, this movie specifically, however, is always going to be near and dear to my heart. I was so happy that it made sense to me once I realized the inspiration behind it. That fucking legend, though, it's crazy, um, of a family that would just do exactly that. I can't imagine. Yeah. Like, at what point are you like, I want to eat people? Yeah. I that's, I don't know. I mean. And we'll get into that once we do Texas Chainsaw. Yeah. The, I always was thinking that, and again, this might be a little bit more emphasized in the remake, but the nuclear testing sites in the middle of the desert which was all real stuff that's why it was near the air force base and everything like that like that in a sense i thought i thought the radiation and the aftermath of that is what sort of created the 
I don't know. Bloodlust? Right. But but I felt like, the, see, this one, they weren't so mutated. They were just kind of out there in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. But I don't know. For some reason in my head, I had this thing about, like, I thought the the leftover radiation in the soil or in the, in the area or whatever caused the people of that area to have deformities and other problems and things like that and so, yeah i don't know well there's shit that happens with nuclear nuclear testing there's hills have eyes there's godzilla and there's bikini bottom from spongebob <laughs> i don't even know what you're talking about <laughs> it's oh. probably best that i don't though <laughs> all right well um well this is great this I mean, is fun and yeah. you get to pick the next one because i surprised you with this one. Oh, okay great so so tell me i'll tell you everything tell me right know. now i don't know i don't know which way to go part of me wants to say let me pick something that you've never seen before and then part of me wants to pick something that's just so outlandish that you're like why are we watching this fucking movie <laughs> something that i've never seen before would be great yeah all right well i'll i don't know i have to pick and choose and then see if you've seen it because i don't know what you've seen and what you haven't <laughs> I, know, right. I know you've seen more of these movies on the list than i have so i gotta find an obscure one i don't know like chopping mall or something like that well, how about somebody email us a <laughs> suggestion sure email suggestions let me know what, I, what you think uh, heidi hasn't seen and what she should <laughs> see so um check out our website icecreampodcast.com that's i S-C-R-E-A-M podcast.com. Or you can message us through uh, social media. We are Ice Cream Parlor. Parlor uh, Ice Cream Parlor throughout all the platforms. Um, It's I-S-C-R-E-A-M-P-A-R-L-O-R. Not the European version. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And uh, let us know what you think. Let us know what movies you want. Yeah, the actual email just I know it's a little confusing, but the actual email is uh, I scream S C R E A M parlor P A R L O R dot podcast at gmail.com. Really, you can just go onto our website and con- oh, yeah, click just the, go contact to the contact us button. and simple. just send us stuff. There you go. Um, we also have a newsletter, so you'll be updated with anything new we have. I know we have merch coming up soon. That'd be great. Yeah, we have merch coming up soon. We have the book club. Um, just Thank for your support. Yeah, we, we really appreciate it. And this is so fun to be able to do. We look forward to each and every movie and sharing it with you each mm-hmm. week. Well, that's... Uh, so thanks for you... coming. And we'll see you next week. Yeah. Appreciate it, everyone. Okay. That's an edit, too. <laughs> I don't know how to end it. You just say, well, all right. We'll see you next week. All right. That's the end of the show. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks, everyone. Okay. Bye.